I just can't figure out if it's because you're advanced or because I'm stunted. You take the red pill. You stay in wonder. I am McLovin. You do not talk about Fight Club. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Glass 8 Film Club podcast. Yes, here we are once again to dive into another big film. And what a big few weeks it has been from film. We never like shying away from big topics, big events, and there's been nothing bigger in the last few weeks in the news i don't think than two films that have been released you've just seen last week that we reviewed oppenheimer so you've not already listened to that one go and check it out and without me actually saying it because i always like leaving this one to callum but i think you know what we're going to say we're going to complete the the double acts of films that have been out there in the cinema at the moment but yes i've teased him let's get him on board callum how you doing it's my main man and he's been traveling about a bit in the last week giving a little bit of his love to Europe and his cultural knowledge out there on the continent. How have they received it, Colin? Uh, I'd like to think they've received it quite well. <laughs> um, whether, I mean, that's that's based on one analysis, my own, but we will see. I've no idea. Well, yours is always um, the ultimate analysis, right? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily want my, my, hu- my, my hubris to be go all that far. Just not yet, anyway. <laughs> that ego um, nicely pumped up. Of course, yeah. No, I'm good. Um, I'm all right. I, uh, I've, I'm thoroughly enjoying being off, um, off work. It's good to sort of like yeah. drift through the week. Um, go to a bookshop here, a bar there, back to a another bar, and then you end up basically spending your entire days in bars. Um, it's a lovely combo, isn't it? It is nice. It is nice. Um, I went. I was in Amsterdam for three days. It was lots of sort of lots of culture. Any cultural big hitters? Well, I really wanted to see the Night Watchman by Rembrandt, which apparently it wasn't even supposed to be called the Night Watchman. So basically, I read from the information card um, at the Rijksmuseum that essentially it the paint and the pigment of the paints, the pigment of the paint uh, has basically faded over time, and it's become darker, and it's become the Night Watchman basically. Um, couldn't tell you what it was originally called. I don't even. That could be incredibly wrong. I might be. Well, it's enough might surface be, knowledge for us to work with. I might be conflating a lot of ideas there, but who knows? Um, but it was really good. But um, it was all under. It was being restored, restored, restored. It was yeah. So I didn't. I didn't get to see um it in all its glory. Although I did see a lot of other Rembrandt, which was awesome. I saw a lot of Dutch, a lot of Dutch art, a lot of sort of landscapes of docks and water and fruit nice. that's basically uh my culture altogether yeah yeah it was like a sort of celebration of earth but a celebration of like grapes at the same time um i mean grapes are great it's very hard to deny the joy of a good grape well i am halfway through a bottle of wine so <laughs> you know i was just gonna especially when they're in the squashed form yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> grapes are always good all the grape varieties all of them which ones, Cal? All of them. All the grape varieties. Um, but yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, that was my sort of like, I needed a sort of circuit breaker just to introduce myself to the holidays. Heading out to Belgium next week, though, which would be fun. And um, going to France as well. Nice. What do you have planned for the those two locations? 
Um, Belgium, I'm just kind of going to wander, really. Um, I want to check out some Belgian beer breweries. Um, probably going to go to the EU headquarters and, you know, lob a banana at the at the window just to sort of make a political statement. Absolutely. Um, I look forward to hearing about that journey. Well, for, for, the, for the record, I was Remain. I don't want people to think that I'm making a political statement about leave. <laughs> I I'm not that guy. I was fully, I, I voted. We don't, we don't want to be uh, getting trashed early on in the podcast. Exactly. I voted to Remain, but it, I thought it'd be quite funny to, you know, have some banana action there. Um, I might go, I'm, gonna get, I'm thinking about, I'm going to get the train to Bruges as well, because I've never been to Bruges. Lovely. You can act out the scenes from in Bruges whilst you're there. Well, hopefully I won't throw myself out of a clock tower. Um. <laughs> that would be a bad time, I think, if you did do that. Well, I mean, who would you? Who would? Who would help you with this podcast? <laughs> well, that is true. That is true. We would be much uh, worse off scenario at the Glacé Film Club. But with the strength of some of those Belgian beers, you're gonna have to be careful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm only there for a few days. I'm getting the I'm getting the uh, the train to Paris. I'm going to check out a lot of. There's a Delacroix exhibition on which I'm going to check out, and then I'm just going to basically have some you know coffee on the West Bank and just go to Luxembourg Gardens, get a cake, get some pastries, and yeah, just chill out really. Take a couple of books with me and enjoy Paris in the rain. In, in the it's rain, like Owen Wilson, Owen Wilson striding about. Yeah, enjoy Paris is great in the rain. Um, I'm going to pretend I'm. Let's pretend I'm going to meet Gertrude Stein and just have it large, basically. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will have it large at least. But that's enough of your travels, Callum, because we've got to travel through the odyssey of the biggest film at the moment. Mm. And I'm sure the listeners have already been well teased enough by me for what it is. But can you formally share the title of the film and what it was all about, please? It's obviously Barbie. Um,. Whoa. Exactly. Um, you know, Barbenheimer has captured the imagination of the whole of England. Um, rightly or wrongly, I don't know. I, I'm still trying to make my mind up whether it's a good thing or not. Um, but yeah, we thought it was a, an awesome idea to go and watch Barbie and review it. Um, directed by Greta Gerwig, uh, who wrote the screenplay with Noah Baumbach, who, Baumbach, sorry, who is her partner. Um, which is quite interesting. Um, she basically has produced, I think, something that's incredibly important, um, not least in terms of like gender constructions, but also sort of popularizing, I would argue, um, gender dynamics, I think. It's a really, really interesting film. So basically, it stars Margot Robbie um, and Ryan Gosling and... Kate McKinnon, Michael Cera, Will Ferrell, um, big cast. And basically it follows um, all these different Barbies that are, reside in Barbie land, um, which is basically a matriarchal society where women are powerful. It's like a female president. Um, they're all self-sufficient. They're all successful. And um, the Kens of the world, um, the male species, are basically um, all they exist is, they, they basically just exist as, to be beach people and Ken is constantly saying that he you know he is beach basically um they don't hold any important jobs all the women hold really important influential jobs like doctors lawyers politicians things like that they make the policy they are the ones um and basically Barbie is suddenly um struck with the idea of morality that she will eventually die and 
her feet will become flat and she'll end up having all sort of like problems with her body. Problems in inverted commas being cellulite, basically, for as an example, which most people have generally. Um, and to cure her, basically, her problems, she goes to the real world. So basically the film is separated with two different worlds. There's Barbie world, where there's a sort of matriarchal, matriarchal pink utopia and um, the real world, where it's all horrible. Um which is based, well, isn't far from the truth, to be honest. Um, and she basically tries to um, find the person that's playing with her that ha- allows her to have all these dark thoughts of death and, you know, sort of like ill beauty, I suppose is the phrase. Um, meanwhile, Ken sort of learns about the patriarchal system in the new world and basically takes all these patriarchal ideas back to Barbie land and um, usurps the uh, Barbie sort of matriarchy, installs himself wearing a mink coat as the all-powerful Ken, and basically the movie then moves on to talk about how Barbie tries to overthrow that. I mean, it's it's a bit of fun, but it's it's a much more profound statement about uh, gender. I think, and it's much more of a an interesting statement about um, how, as a society, we are obsessed with gender as a dichotomy, um, and actually, the real progress comes when we sort of look at what happens in between those two extremes. I think that's quite a nice way to end the review, really. Thank you very much, Callum. Yeah. But we won't end the review there. I think we'll get started on it. But once again, a lovely <laughs> overview. And I think you've summarised it very nicely. Straight away, I'm going to say, great. Yeah, it was great. I'll get the negative out of the way early in that I think... Well, I took it a, a little bit at the beginning to connect with it, as I feel it is front-loaded with the more splashy marketing, PR-y elements of it, of the dazzle of the dancing, the music, the introduction of all these different characters. And I think in retrospect, I pr- it probably wasn't as hard to connect with as it was to watch. But because you're not introduced to the deeper meanings of the film until a little bit later, it does feel in that first 30, 40 minutes that where you're like, okay, is this going to be a bit shallower than I expected? Because it off reading about it, it's like okay there's more depth to it it's not just Barbie as you remember it and as we'll go into there's the there's a lot of depth to it and it's very important what it goes into but I feel at the beginning it leads you into thinking that which is the power of how it flips it but just from a watchability factor it was a little bit arresting on the senses to start with and also didn't really connect with any themes or topics too early on and then it gets you in there. So it took me a while to get my feet under the table for it. But once I did, I think the second half, second two-thirds was fantastic. And we'll go into those details of, of why. But I think the main thing, as you were saying, Callum, it's that exploration of gender. It's the exploration of society all mixed into one there. But from a very self-aware, funny, tongue-in-cheek way that hits the nail on the head because going into it I was thinking all right I think I've got the thrust of the direction they're going to take this but it could very easily have been a bit throwaway bit safe or it could have been the other way I've been too far of almost the 
as I mentioned to you earlier before we got rolling, Callan, the Spice Girls girl power element of adopting a bit more what Barbie initially was, the kind of girliness is the used to the the word to use kind of what would summarize early Barbie rather than the true depth of the discussion of gender and what it does go into and as it breaks down this idea of the patriarchy which is very clever cleverly done I think it it gives you a kind of tricky arresting entry to it because it's not what you expect and it's not a way that a film's been threaded together so obviously and I think the ultimate power of it is a film that's been so box office and huge as a big mainstream film which could easily have been safe is actually quite a challenging watch for many and also threads ideas together in a way that a mainstream film wouldn't necessarily do so and what we often complain about by big successful films is not going far enough in their ideas and thoughts and holding back a little bit but this doesn't and it's well on the money and as I said the big reaction when I came out was like that hit the nail on the head it landed well it works the ideas were there but they were really well executed so I think yeah it, it was great Callum what about you what was your initial feel after watching it I mean I think it's it, it's a statement on sort of gender and um, the sort of neoliberal system in which we live I mean basically Barbie was produced by this sort of like corporate um like uh, capitalist sort of like hor- horror, basically, because the um, the character in the f- in the um, the school whose mother works for Mattel, she used to play with the Barbie doll, and basically there's this really powerful scene where Barbie addresses the girls in the in the lunch cafeteria, and um, her daughter basically says, "No, you represent everything that's wrong with society. You are a." You know, you are an unrealistic capitalist invention created by a neoliberal institution that basically keeps women oppressed and uh, basically raises a bar, raises a bar that most women will never be able to accomplish. Um, and it, one thing that the film quite does quite nicely is that it really, really grinds into that in the sense that, like, what it kind of implies is that the Barbie generation. Barbie as a concept has spent years and years and years telling young girls that they can achieve whatever they want to achieve. They can be president, they can be lawyers, doctors, they can be politicians, they can be really, really powerful people in society. But what they didn't say was that actually that's an unrealistic um, achievement because of the the system that exists the patriarch basically which is what ken ends up adopting the patriarch is the thing that keeps people in their place um and one thing that i think the writing does quite well is that it equates the patriarch with sort of neoliberal institutions i mean you know capitalism is intimately linked with hyper masculinity um which i think the film does very very well at sort of like um explaining um, but what it also does is that it basically says that to have these extreme examples of masculinity and extreme examples of femininity is unrealistic. Actually, the real power of gender and the real power of society is what exists in between. It's not constructive to have these sort of like two extremes of, of, of gender, basically. Um, and it says that gender isn't necessarily a dichotomy. 
actually it's it's a mesh of everything really um so i think the film's quite powerful in making that statement like there's the scene when um ken and barbie have their final sort of discussion and you know barbie is like you're not what I want and I'm not what you want. And then Ken was like, oh, but I don't know what I am. I don't know who I am. I've been made to basically be with you. We are Barbie mm. and Ken. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, I know, but you need to work out who who you, are, who you are. And I actually think, particularly in the times in which we live, I mean, I think masculinity is going through a bit of a crisis at the moment. Like men in particular um, aren't necessarily sure, you know, where they fit and i think what this movie is doing is that it's basically saying that you need to address your own inherent misogyny you need to address your address your own inherent um sexuality and sort of really think about what it is to be a man in 21st century in the 21st century um and it's quite it's quite it's it's, it's it does it in a really really intelligent way it's quite a funny funny evocation of gender dynamics. I mean, when you've got Ryan Gosling prancing around with a six-pack and a mink coat, I mean, he looks so ridiculous. But that's that's the that, that's the point. Yes. The, the, po- yeah. the point is that sort of, the, you know, these obscene evocations of masculinity are just, un- they're just ridiculous. I mean, who decided that that was the ultimate expression of masculinity? It really, really challenges um, what we perceive gender to be. And I think you know, what Greta Gerwig has created here is something that's incredibly important for the times because, you know, um, the, I think gender as a concept is becoming increasingly um, spoken about, particularly in terms of um, heteronormative ideas of gender. And um, it, it it's an important film to at least begin a conversation about that. Um you know, there's a lot of critique levied at it in the sense that you know, you've got some of the most attractive Hollywood actors playing these roles, and it's easy for them to say, "Oh, you know, it's everyone's the same." When you when you look like Margot Robbie or when you look like Ryan Gosling, and you, when you're as successful as those two, but at the same, but it's very conscious of of that though, because it and that's kind of the point, isn't it? In the yeah, film, it's kind they, of they're living in Barbie land where yeah, exactly perfection has been built. But their perfection's broken down when the real world intervenes and all the flaws of the real world are actually exposed upon them. And even though what Barbie's represented over the years probably spills into the more toxic elements of social media and, let's say, magazine and celebrity culture of maybe the noughties, that all kind of feeds in together. But what this is saying is, look, this is what it's created, but when the real life elements and the negative real life elements spill into that then there's a clash there and there's a there has to be a realization or bad negative things happen as they do so barbie has margot robbie's barbie has a bit of a breakdown when she tries to figure these things out but then when they explore it through a more uh regular human gaze and try and cut these things out that's when they discover and, and find progress no for sure and like what it's e- what it's saying is that it's equally as damaging to frame gender in, with these within these two extremes um it's you know it, it's dangerous to say that women can be this and it's also dangerous to say that men can be this um mm-hmm. because it's very it's very easy for us to sort of like be, 
by, by nature of the society in which we live, the patriarchal society in which we live, it's very easy for us to fall into the trap to say that, you know, um, women should be presidents, women should be doctors, women should be lawyers. Um, but what about the women that don't want to be that? You know what I mean? It's like, that, that's what the film says. I mean, there's that... And I think that's a big important point from it yeah. as well. It's this long assumed idea in the mainstream that aspiration is the way to achieve kind of um, well, liberation and development and as you yeah. say that's tied to consumerism and capitalism is the idea that aspiration is the way to lift people up and that's been applied to femininity via obviously barbie being the example in this situation but when that is broken it's saying look it's not aspiration but it's acceptance and space and uh allow a welcoming nature of saying it's okay to be who you are or who you want to be or just who you exist as rather than having to achieve this to be an empowered person well one thing that i think it the one thing that i think a more subtle argument that the film makes actually is that i don't think a, not a lot of people are talking about this in the sense that like you know mattel basically created a all-powerful female figure that everyone could get behind. And of course that's undermined by when when you got young girls that are like, you know, cutting their hair off their barbies and coloring in their faces and basically turning them into punks. Um which is what I think is quite I mean Kate McKinnon's Barbie is like basically saying that like, you know, punk Barbie is a rejection against sort of hetero, like heterosexual gender ideology. Um but one thing that I think it is saying is this like, concept of um, how gender as a construct is inherently problematic. It's like how do you how do you determine who one is based on what a sort of global neoliberal institution has created? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like saying that like you know, um, this sort of like idea exists, and that's enough. We can say that like look oh look what women could be, you know. Women could be this, and that's that. That's enough to say that women could be this, and then that's sort of like the the, the diversity and progress and box ticked, you know, because we we've created these dolls where a woman is a doctor and a woman is a lawyer. It's about female empowerment, but then there's no follow through. Like, what does that look like in practice then? And that's what the film sort of suggests. It's basically saying that like there's a generation of girls that have been brought up on this idea that you know you can be this, you can be that, but actually it's never really it never comes to fruition because of the nature in which society operates. And like that's juxtaposed massively with um, Ken's character. And this is the the subtle point that I think that the film was trying to make. Like when Ken when Ken takes over Barbie Land and turns it turns it into the kendom and it's like oh will you be my low maintenance casual on the sides like um long-term serious but short-term semi-serious girlfriend it's like so funny um and then like that, that i think i think that's a sort of a nod to the fragility of masculinity in the 21st century in the sense that like this sort of like um hyper femininity that's been created by barbie dolls has like sparked a response by sort of like sad men basically to create this hyper masculine concept of what men should be and what the film is basically saying is that both extremes are problematic and both extremes are wrong and that like 
the the real progress lies in the middle of the two. Absolutely. Um, yeah. That would be. That and would be this is what own. I just wanted. I wanted to jump straight on and say, the joy of it is it is nuanced and there's no like big fairy tale grand ending, but yet it feels like completion at the end because how it ends yeah. is the like Barbie Land gets made as Barbie Land again and the female characters are empowered, but they're empowered in a different way in the sense that they've now realised that what they were created for uh, was everything you've described as, but the empowerment comes in other areas. But that conversation, that interaction at the end between Margot Robbie's Barbie and, and Ryan Gosling's Ken is Margot Robbie saying to him, look, you've built up all these walls and the idea of the patriarchy and of hatred and power and everything it involves because you don't know yourself and you've allowed yourself to explore that. And as you say, in kind of sad men, we like the the mind of not exploring yourself. And this is the front of hypermasculinity, which we've discussed in many decades. I was thinking of uh, in the eighties with um, American Psycho, yeah. you know, huge uh, idea within that film. And this is kind yeah, of comes to yeah. the peak here. And what she's saying to him is, go away, because this isn't you deep down. This isn't you. This is something that's been put on you. You've embraced to cover up flaws. Go and explore those flaws and find out who you are, what's within there, and we'll be in a much better place then. And it doesn't end in that out-and-out black-and-white way of, look, there's a big win here, as a defeat there. As you say, it opens it up to say where the joy, progression and satisfaction will lie in this world is between those two areas. And a good film, as we've discussed in the past, is this isn't morally great, but we often use the term morally great, but where it allows things to exist in between the extremes. And this does, but yet it still ends with a real sense of completion from a specific film making perspective yeah absolutely but at the same time i do wonder whether um i agree um but like is mm-hmm. there an opportunity to i mean because the film basically implies that in order to have these discussions there has to be some form of utopia where these discussions are allowed to have i mean right, if, yeah. i mean if you think about sort of like you know um the crisis that is happening with regards to gender performativity i mean I mean, as you know, as a teacher, I'm at, the amount of conversations I have to have with young, young boys about Andrew Tate, for example, is unbelievable. Um, you know, like the the crisis of masculinity that is happening at the moment across the Western world is is something that is really, really toxic and really sort of damaging. Um, and I do wonder, like, the, you know, this this film is, is an important film i think in terms of because what it does is like it dresses like all these complex arguments that need to have that need to be discussed about gender and need to be discussed about sort of damaging like damaging gender stereotypes happen in this sort of like um really popular barbie you know pink dressed in sort of like you know those those conversations can happen if they're dressed in pink and in this sort of like utopia where Ken and Barbie have these discussions. Um, and I admire the film for it. And I think in the current climate in which we live, I can't see a more productive medium by which to have these conversations other than um, a film like this. Um, well, I think a great success of it is that it's managed to... I'm just picking the words carefully because I want to make sure I 
hit the nail on the head what it says that become so successful and be a mainstream hit yes using a a popular brand and idea from times gone by which as it exposed in the film represented or stood for was <laughs> linked with one way of viewing things but use that as an entryway to have a very important exploration of different ideas and as you say <laughs> <clears throat> sorry specifically gender and the way that we view and act out gender and inhabit it in a, a modern and, and progressive way but this is why i think it's very important of what it's done is managed to lure in a younger audience to watch a big blockbuster film but very cleverly execute important ideas and discussions in a way that doesn't feel contrived well this is the point i'm making it's like you know politically i think it's um it's an important film because like it's basically getting an audience to look at these constructions of gender which obviously i don't want to essentialize an audience or essentialize a type of people that would like barbie but at the same time like you know it's a a list cast and it's sort of hype and it's materialization of culture and it's marketing is obviously going to get people to go and watch it and i think the statement that it makes might get people talking about how we should interpret gender and i think it's just i don't usually say this about most movies and i it's just so intelligently done it really is like i mean it would have been very easy to sort of make a movie about female empowerment um and it is about largely it is about female empowerment but it's it's more it's it's more it's it's more about sort of like the constructions of gender and the dynamics yeah, that exist within that and you know how do we interpret it in the modern world i think the juxtaposition between barbie land and the real world is absolutely fantastic because it it it, it just basically lays bare the inadequacies of our sort of gender and sexual politics in so many yeah, in so to, many ways and to take something that is so inextricably linked with one thought and idea is that as i said before so many people would have just thought barbie i was so intrigued when i first saw the announcement of it exactly what could this be exactly because yeah. all it is in the public's mind at the moment is a brand of toys for girls from the past that is linked with a certain you know image whereas what they've done and now i'm going all the way back to think how would they have come up with this idea and why would you want to get on board with it what's exactly that how can we take something that's linked with this and and subvert it but yet still make it very popular and the real cleverness there is that they've used the brand of barbie to attract people to it, all the glitz and glamour of it, but then through that, use it to make a very important message. And it's not ranty. It's not like... Yeah, it's not. It's yeah. not trying to push something ridiculously. It's, and this is why I keep saying it, it's on the money because it absolutely explores these discussions so well in a way that resonates. And this is why I'm so happy it does because I can picture younger people watching that not necessarily knowing what to expect, as most people didn't going into it, and actually coming out with those thoughts and ideas clearly lodged in the mind because they have been done and explored so well. And I think that's the real success of it. And like you said, Callum, yes, it is a film about feminine empowerment, but it's much more about the exploration and construction of gender and how we should consider that and how we can consider that. 
And I think that's the win. That's the real win. And I feel very satisfied for watching it because of that. Yeah, I agree. But the thing is, it's like with that as well, like the construction of gender, it's because it's not overly preachy. It it basically is a movie that I would argue that hopefully does not alienate people that need to sort of understand their own sort of inhibitions in some respects. Because like, you know, it's like the whole sort of like any any anyone that you say is oh well you know you're a racist or you're a misogynist it's like that's not by calling them what they are they're not going to change their mind yeah, you know exactly. what I mean it's like oh well you know oh so oh because you've called it me because you've said I'm a misogynist oh I'm suddenly not going to be what doesn't work like that um, exactly. and you know you need you need to be sort of convinced and educated and what this does is like in a really interesting way is that it sort of it makes you it can it makes you confront um constructions of gender in a really really fun way but it doesn't necessarily like do it in a complicated way either if anything it just highlights exactly how the world is and basically makes you like look at it was like by juxtaposing it with barbie land it makes it it makes you think oh well fuck i mean the world is just the way it like the world is not equal at all the world is a patriarchy you know the world is incredibly straight and the world is incredibly masculine that's the way it, like particularly the western world i mean it's it's just perfect i mean juxtaposing with los angeles versus barbie land i think they played a blinder i really do that would be that'd yeah. be that would be my sort of final analysis as it were um, Fantastic, Callum. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Let's get this wrapped up because we've really yeah. had a good discussion Let's there. Learn. As I said, I think it was great. I think the biggest success is the way that it explores all those themes that we've discussed, but in a way that just lands so well. It really resonates. And that was the joy I felt coming out of it. I thought, great film, funny, really self-aware, clever, but it just sat with me. I didn't have to overthink or try and absorb what it was saying or doing it just sat there it lodged the message the ideas lodged within in a way that you could relate to and i think that's a real win i mean entertaining as well yeah it was a great watch the only frustration as i said earlier was i just felt that early bit was a bit hard to cling on to and and there were elements that i felt okay well this has been hyped and jazzed up a bit for this marketing element of it so we can have all these different characters and utilizing cleverly and it's not a criticism this way of using the barbie brand to then bring people into it but sometimes was just a bit much for the senses and a lot of the singing dancing great but i think just took a little bit away from me when there was so much of it. But that was just more personal taste on the um, the entertainment area of it. But great film. And the second half of it, I think it wrapped together so well. And we often talk about endings of film here and how a film can be made in the last 10, 15 minutes. And I think it was a joyous ending that worked really well and landed that message. So I'm giving Barbie 8 out of 10. Callum. Marcus. <laughs> I'm going to give it 10 out of 10. Nice. because it is just so bloody good. I mean, it's hilarious. I mean, it, it's it's really cleverly written. I thought the casting was fantastic. That's one thing we didn't talk about, the casting. Um, the casting is unbelievable. It, 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 it's perfect. Um, you know, Ryan Gosling playing Ken, the way he plays it, amazing. Mario Robbie as Barbie. And then all the different... I mean, 
even, I mean, we didn't even talk about Frank, Michael Sarah's character. You know, how, like, the sort of, like, ex- extremes of gender are sort of juxtaposed with um, Michael Sarah's character, who is just normal, in inverted commas, yeah. you know. But yet he got discontinued. Exactly, you know. And that, again, is a clever addition yeah. to represent how historically the branding of it was to go to the extremes rather than something that just depicted a regular person being cut away. Exactly. You know, it, it's such, it's an intelligently, I would argue politically and socially motivated film. And it's, you know, when you, the thing, the thing for me, for a, for a movie to be great, it has to have a meaning. It has to be, it has to make a statement and it has to be, you know, it has to make you laugh. It has to make you smile. Or cry. One of those. One of those three. Those are the three sort of prerequisites. Um, and you know, it's it. It's just fucking. It, it's just brilliant. It's just so good. It is just yeah. Watch Barbie. Everyone needs to go and watch Barbie. Well, thank you very it's much. Right, yeah, I yeah, think everyone yeah. has done by the look of the box office take. By the looks of it, like it could by be looks of it, a yeah. billion dollar yeah. film. But there we have it. That was our Barbie review. We've completed the Barbenheimer duo at the minute. We're well part of the zeitgeist and we've given our thoughts across it all. But what an exploration it's been. I thoroughly enjoyed mm. Finger on the Pulse, Callum, there, the two big films. And that was great to dive into Barbie there. And I think what I loved a lot about Barbie was that unexpected and that's the joy of the film as we discussed there going into it it's been teased for many a months and there we go it absolutely delivered for us and I hope you enjoyed the review as well I hope you've enjoyed getting to the cinema seeing people at the cinema that's been exciting as well having two busy screenings to go to queues at cinemas booking in advance that is great. We love cinema here. Of course we do. And it's good to see it thriving and thriving even more so than ever, which is fantastic. But we've gone on enough on this episode. We've got plenty of reviews. If you want to go back in our back catalogue, plenty more to come. And we've had a lot of conversation episodes out recently. So if you want to hear a bit of chit chat with some guests about all things film, cinema, creativity, TV, video, there's something for everyone there. And as I said, we've got more reviews and conversation episodes coming up very soon. But that's that. Keep watching films. Keep getting yourselves to the cinema. Let us know what you think about our reviews and the films. Follow us on Instagram at the Glace Film Club and we will of course engage in a conversation with you there but until next time that was another episode of the Glace Film Club podcast we'll see you all later <laughs>